LeBron James has COVID-19 despite being fully vaccinated. Another student gets deceased at the Michigan school tragedy. Jesse Smollett has been seen on video in a dry run a day before the alleged, the alleged attack. Apparently, it was a practice run footage. Uh, Pelosi has also been seen maskless in D.C. at a crowded event, which is no surprise. I shouldn't even call that news. But we'll get to all this in more in just one second. But... Real quick, drop the video a like, share, subscribe, turn the post notifications on. It's free to click all the buttons and add engagement rate five stars on the podcast apps. The only way this show can grow is if you guys click the buttons to add engagement. Um, also, uh, listen to the flips of the show, the Joey Saladino Show, and all the podcast apps, and we go live every single night on YouTube and Facebook. So tune in and let's get right into this. So LeBron James has COVID-19 despite being fully vaccinated. Meanwhile, Kyle Irvine who is unvaccinated and perfectly healthy, is unable to play. Hmm. It's almost like it's not about health and safety, and it's all about just trying to conform people into your communistic, tyrannical ways and get forcefully, forcefully vaccinated. But before we get too much into this story, drop this video, like, share, and subscribe. Add engagement to this video. The only way this show can grow is if you guys add engagement to help it grow. Now, let's read. LeBron James has been placed on indefinite leave from the NBA after registering a positive or inconclusive test of COVID-19. Someone tweeted out, LeBron James has entered health and safety protocols and it is out tonight versus Sacramento, Lakers say. Due to the NBA's health and safety protocols, even players who receive inconclusive tests are exempt from the games. As of right now, James is the most high-profile NBA player to fall victim to the protocols. The Wall Street Journal reported his team... Uh, his teammate, Anthony Davis, said that James was asymptomatic and that COVID is a very scary thing, and the comments suggested that he, that he tested positive, which TMZ reported earlier. The NBA teams have left have left public uh, disclosure of COVID test results to players and that Lakers have not elaborated on the details of the James situation. James was yet uh, would be yet another victim to catch a case of COVID-19 who is also fully vaccinated. Vaccinated NBA players aren't benched for having come in contact with COVID-19 virus, but rather only if their tests come back uh, positive or inconclusive. I wouldn't be surprised that if LeBron James is actually happy he doesn't have to play, because we all know he abandons his teammates when he's losing too much. He won't play. We all know he's a big crybaby when he scrapes his knee and he'll act like, you know, like a soccer player. Um, what, what else? We, we all know, hey, hey, this is the same dude that, that praises China, that praises a country that quite literally dislikes black people, that praises a country that literally tells Disney that they need to remove black people from their posters for their movies and their content because they don't like black people. You know, let's not forget about what's going on with their concentration camps they got going on over there. And as the dude that, you know, comes with prop books that he does not read. I mean, this dude is quite literally the worst possible role model anybody can actually have. And it's crazy because the left always promotes people who are terrible role models to be role models. We see this happen all the time with Hollywood celebrities. And people who should be role models are not allowed to be role models. Like Chris Pratt, in my opinion, he should be a good role model. Honestly, Kyra Irving, he should be a good role model for, for, not, for being a role model for not conforming to the system. Obviously, the system would never make him a role model. Even Chris Pratt, literally the dude is like, I'm going for a hike in the woods with my beautiful wife, and the left is, is trying to tear his head off. Hey, I'm going to be praying for you guys today. And the left tries to tear his head off. Like, literally, the dude's just a nice guy, genuine nice guy. But anyway, let's continue. Let's continue. Uh, okay, um, unvaccinated players, however, are held to much more strenuous set of rules. If an unvaccinated player comes in contact with a person who may have the virus, that player is then sidelined. I'm hoping 
<clears throat> more athletes just like Aaron Rodgers stand up against the vaccine mandates that are going on in their leagues. I, I, I truly do hope. And honestly, it takes some balls to do that. Uh, it's funny because the left thinks that they're the rebels. They think that they're revolting against the system. When literally the system is like, take this injection, uh, we're going to tax you on this, we're going to force you to do this, we're going to force you to do that. The system is doing all that. And they're like, we're revolutionaries. Give me the vaccine. Let me take the shot. Let me lock myself in my homes. But the people who do not want to conform to the system, you know, they're the sheep. They're the sheep. They're the sheep. Yeah, makes perfect sense. These people are deranged, completely mentally disabled. So another student is deceased after the Michigan school shooting. So there's one guy in the middle, Tate um, uh, Meyer, probably pronouncing it wrong. Um, we're going to read more into him in a minute, but um, that, that dude is actually a hero, and uh, he sacrificed himself to help save uh, his classmates. I hate talking about stories like this. It, it is it is awful. Like it, It's awful. It, it, it's hard for me to read these stories at times. It's hard for me to cover them. Um, and normally I would tell you guys to share this video, to get the real news out there and like, whatever, I'm not going to even tell you guys to do it this time. We're just going to, it's, it's, it's tough reading this stuff, but let, let's try to get through it. So Wednesday at Oxford high school in Michigan, a shooting took place. It's alleged that a 15 year old had attended classes before exiting the bathroom with a handgun. The shooter was I'm not going to even say his name, whose father had apparently purchased the handgun on Black Friday. An Instagram post alleged it from his account an image of him holding the gun that was used to carry out the attack. Um, and it, you know, I'm going to have the photo of him holding the gun. Uh, he, he, he posted, just got my new beauty today, SIG, he said in the caption of his ominous post. As of right now, four students have died as a result of the injuries incurred during the attack. Three students were initially killed, and the fourth died in the hospital on Wednesday morning. At least eight others are wounded and to be treated at three hospitals in close proximity to the school. Among the in initial victims are 17 year old, as a 17-year-old, a 14-year-old, a 16-year-old who succumbed to the injuries at the back of a police car. The most recent death is a 17-year-old named Justin Schilling, who passed away Wednesday morning around 10 a.m. The other eight victims include a 14-year-old girl in critical condition as a result of the gunshots to the neck and chest. 14-year-old boy who shot in the who was shot in the head in critical condition. Uh, another 14-year-old boy was shot in the jaw and the head. A stable 17-year-old girl with a gunshot wound to the neck, and a 15-year-old boy was shot to his leg. A 47-year-old teacher. Uh, was also shot. Luckily, she was only grazed by the bullet and was quickly sent home. I, I don't even want to get too much into opinions about this. There's still a little bit more to read. I don't even want to get into opinions. But to be completely honest with you, if a teacher in that school or a principal or a dean had a firearm, I'm just saying is this, this stuff, you know, I'm not saying it would have been avoided. I'm saying is it could have at, a, at the very least minimalized, you know, the casualties. So parents walk away with their kids uh, from the parking lot in Oxford. This is a photo of that. Um, November th uh, 30, uh, police took a suspected shooter into custody. Uh, as of right now, it's a, he's been alleged on one count of terrorism causing death, four counts of first-degree murder, seven counts of assault with intent to murder, and 12 counts of firearm possessed in the commission of a felon. The death penalty was constitutionally banned in Michigan since 1963, uh, he will not die by the hand of the Michigan state government, but can be legally placed in prison for the rest of his life. Completely, I'll be honest with you. Um, this is the this is the thing. 
Is is it is? I mean, you just look at this kid. He looks like he's got some problems. I mean, you know, he's the the typical. You know, you look at a picture of this guy. Well, yep, that looks like a guy that would do this. Um, I just want to do a little comparison to the incident where the black kid took a gun into school and opened fire in his school. Uh, obviously, that is gang related because he was you know in fights with people. Um, this just seems like more of like, I just hate everybody at the school and I'm just going to go and start shooting them type of thing. There's a difference. There's a clear difference. If you're, if you're doing this because you just hate everyone there and you're a depressed, crazy kid. Yeah. That's a serious mental health issue. And probably, you know what, if you're going to act on that, you should just be put down because you don't deserve to live on this earth to be completely honest with you. Um, versus uh, I'm going to take a gun to school because the rival gang at the school is trying to fight me. So if they try to fight me, I'm going to, Hey, still, I still think that's a mental disorder, but it, I, there's a clear distinction and a clear difference between both of them. And crazy enough is that kid that did shoot in his school for gang related stuff. Uh, you know, he got out on bail, which is pretty insane to think about. I, I don't know why. Um, but in this situation, let's hope he never gets out, ever. Like, lock him up, throw away the key. Definitely deserve to be in a mental hospital at the very least, clearly. Uh, but what's the point if you're going to be locked up for life like that after literally taking the lives of three people or four people? Um, why, why, why should you? Why should we even give you guys, give you the right to live at that point? But hey, anyway, guys. So Jesse Smollett has been seen on video in a dry run a day before the alleged attack. So it appears that during this trial, footage has been shown that showed them doing a dry run of the alleged hate crime that he that he said well, there was. So he's going to be in big trouble. But before we get into this, the media is probably not going to cover this properly. Drop this video a like, share it, <coughs> share it with your friends, and that's the only way the truth and the real news can get out there is if you click all the buttons. Like, share, subscribe, comment, blah, 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 whatever. So during the trial on Tuesday, a video was shown to the jury of Jesse Smollett doing a dry run one day before the alleged hate crime attack. Smollett is on trial for a claim in 2019 where he was a target of racist and homophobic attacks in Chicago. Prosecutors argue that the attack was orchestrated by Smollett. On Tuesday, the jury was shown in the video walking near the, the scene of alleged attack with Nigerian brothers, blah, 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 uh, on January 27th. Now, there's camera footage of Smollett picking up his brothers up in an alley on January 25th, uh, four days before the January 29th attack. While Smollett's lawyer claimed the actor was actually attacked by his brothers. Prosecutors presented text messages between Smollett and one of the brothers from a few weeks before the attack. Smollett said, brother, I love you. Uh, I stand with you. I know um, thousand per, 10,000 percent you and I, you and your brother did nothing wrong and never would, he ended. Um, someone tweeted out, there's security footage of Smollett doing a dry run along with the two other brothers who were part of the alleged attack taken one day before Smollett says that the attack occurred. The video has been shown to the jury. Now, why hasn't this footage came out publicly in the last two years that this incident happened? Where was this footage when politicians and Democrat politicians were, were praising Smollett for his bravery? Where was that? Where, where is that footage when the national outrage of this incident, the national debate of this incident? Granted, I bet you that footage wouldn't have changed anything with how delusional these leftists are. They can literally see it firsthand and they still won't believe it. You know, they just go with the entire narrative. But it, I, I would not be surprised if, if it was purposely suppressed behind the scenes. So the prosecution 
uh, is alleging that the, the brothers were given a check for $3,500 at the dry run and given $100 in cash to get supplies for the attack. This is consistent with what the brothers told the investigators. They are expected to testify later this week. Smollett's attorney said the brothers attacked Smollett because they did not like him as a person. Also, so it looks like the attorneys are going with, oh, the attack was real, even though we were setting it up, but they attacked him. Okay. Chicago police detective uh, uh, thesis, who, who was called to the stand first, was asked, to this day, Mr. Smollett, uh, ever came, has, uh, Mr. Smollett ever come clean about this hate crime? Question mark. Uh, thesis responded, uh, not that I'm aware of. He also explained Smollett is not forthcoming with the investigators of the report of the attack. Someone tweeted out the lead police detective in Smollett case testified alleged hate crime was a staged event. As he emphasized, this was not a rush to judgment. He laid out the two dozen officers who worked for him in the investigation of 3,000 plus hours of, uh, hours of manpower on this. Two days prior to the attack, Smollett and the two brothers who uh, police said he schemed with did a dry run of the alleged attack. According to the detective, the next day they got supplies, which included a rope and a red hat, he testified. Smollett claims, literally, racist hate crimes are literally so rare, you need to literally script them and create them. So Smollett claims that he did not want to cooperate by handling, handing his phone over or giving DNA swabs because the police department was leaking information to the media. Yeah, yeah, that's why, that's why. After logging, uh, logging approximately 3,000 hours of investigation in Smollett's claim, he testified, at the end of the investigation, we determined that the alleged hate crime was actually a staged event. Smollett is currently charged with six counts of felony disorderly conduct and faces three years imprisonment if convicted of staging the attack. To be completely honest, I'll, I'll, I doubt that he'll see any jail time, maybe like a month or two, just to say that he did. Uh, but he, he should be in jail for... Uh, I, I guess where the legality comes in is that he lied to the police, wasted their time. I think that, you know, fall, filing a false report, staging the whole... Like, there was probably tons of laws on the books that's like, hey, you, you, you can't do that. Like, you're just lying to the police right now. And he should be liable. He should pay for all of those man hours that these people wasted on. And he should pay more because those man hours could have actually gone to good use to actually catching real criminals. But, hey, you know, and we should see every single Black Lives Matter supporter come out and disavow this dude. I highly doubt they are. They're probably going to end up supporting him. So Pelosi is seen maskless in D.C. out at a crowded event. Now, listen, this is not even news anymore. How many times are we going to see this? How many, how many times do I have to cover a Democrat not following the mandates that they're putting in place? How many times? But before we get into this, this way the truth and the real news gets out there. Drop this video a like, share, and subscribe. Add all the engagement you can to this video by clicking the buttons. It's for free. So Nancy Pelosi was spotted maskless at an event in the Museum of American History in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday. Someone tweeted out, rules for thee, not for me, Nancy Pelosi is maskless. Breitbart shared the photos reporting that Pelosi's mask was nowhere in sight while other guests had them on. The party was hosted by California State Society Tuesday evening and tickets for the event say people over the age of two are required to wear a mask. A source in D.C. was attained the photos and uh, passed them to Breitbart News, uh, said security personnel at the event asked them to put on their mask as soon as they arrived, Breitbart said. She didn't even have a mask on her face, nowhere, like no mask at all. Like, not even, like, down on her chin. Uh, let's see. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, okay. Um, 
Someone also tweeted out, first lady unmasked reading to a group of masked children. Yeah, that was the other day. A video of a masked child and Pelosi fist bumped was also included with the photos. President Joe Biden recently gave a statement when he urged Americans to get vaccinated and wear masks indoors, especially with concerns of the new Omicron variant. Despite being uh, the one to implement a mask mandate for House members and encourage Americans to wear masks, Pelosi has been repeatedly seen without one. <sighs> I don't even... Let me know if I should keep covering this stuff. Maybe I should just group them together once a week and we could just bang them all out and go through every single Democrat that violated their own mandates. Maybe we'll make a weekly thing about it because I... It, I mean, how many videos am I going to have to have Nancy Pelosi caught maskless on my YouTube channel? Like, how many? <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Add engagement to this video. It's the only way the truth and the real news can get out there. Like, share, subscribe, rate five stars on the Apple Podcast. Send it to a friend. Tell a friend, yo, subscribe to this podcast. Listen to it on your way to the gym. Listen to it on your, on your way to work. Or, or check out the YouTube. Whatever, whatever. Whatever you have to do, it's free to click the buttons, okay? Goes live every single morning on the podcast apps. The Joey Saladino Show goes live every every single night on YouTube and Facebook. So be sure to tune in. Show's completely funded and supported by you guys. So become a YouTube channel member, Facebook channel member, Patreon supporter. It goes a long way in helping this stuff. We honestly, I'll be real with you guys. Our viewership has been getting a little bit better, a little bit better. But I, I haven't gotten a Patreon. I think in over a month now. Okay. It's it's had to have been over. I don't think all of November I got a Patreon. Maybe one or two. I don't know to be honest. It's it's so rare now that I get a Patreon, but it's okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. a lot of spending going on right now. It's December. You're probably seeing and hearing more ads than normal because it's December. So I'm cool. I'm cool with you guys just clicking the buttons, okay, and sharing it because we can fund this thing at least with the ad revenue at the very least. But the ad revenue comes and goes. You never know. You never know. Tomorrow, a whole show can get demonetized for all we know. But anyway, guys, thank you guys so much for watching. Peace out.